Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs, I Boosie. Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. This is Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Radio, uh, you're hearing things a little different tonight. I am Jordan Jiskra, and uh, the inmates are running the asylum. As I have Elijah McNeil with me, and we are Sands Ryan Cook. Elijah, how you doing tonight, buddy? Oh man, I'm doing I'm doing great. You know, just happy to be on Sportscast again. It's been a while, so it's always fun to come back to the to the old to the good old show that it started it all. So no. Out, no doubt. Wonderful to have you. Like I said, no, uh, no Ryan Cook tonight. Um, I don't know if anybody here is listening to WrestleCast Radio, but they are prepping for that all uh, all in event in Chicago. Um, they're going to be on that uh, that podcast row there. They're going to be bringing all sorts of content uh, throughout that. Um, definitely going to be very cool. So shout outs to Ryan and Alex Mello for uh, for doing that and getting ready for that uh, that event. Uh, we're going to go through a little host of uh, conversation tonight. Uh, NBA Christmas schedule uh, has, uh, has leaked here, uh, assuming all these uh, four games uh, that are currently l- listed are correct. Um, ESPN confirmed a few, which obviously they're big NBA partners. Uh, New York Times, I think, is the leak on this one. But um, we're going to talk a little uh, Carmelo with this uh, deal. He's got the verbal uh, agreement as, as he's passed the waivers. Uh, Richie Incognito is uh, apparently tweeting mad at uh, Coach Zim of the, the, the Vikings. That should be an interesting talk with our hometown Vikings here. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, a good good snicker right away on that one. Um, obviously, we're also going to talk a little bit of the uh, the UFC announcement there with McGregor's fight uh, and Khabib. I'm going to butcher his last name every time tonight, but uh, Nurmagomedov uh, apparently <laughs> uh, decides to show that he is a, uh, a human POS. Uh, with a, uh, a recent video leak that happened over the weekend here. So, uh, you know, they're going to get into it tonight uh, pretty quick. You got any, uh, any gas for us tonight? Any what? You got any gas for us tonight? Anything you want to talk? Anything you want to get down on? Um, not that I can think of right now. I think we got a, a, a pretty good list, but, you know, if something pops up in my mind, I definitely will freestyle it. And I like it. And, 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 and say something uh i'm already worried at this uh this sportscast commercial here as it's listed as uh six minutes so i think i'm not going to use that one uh we're going to go into our first break here and then we will uh we'll break it down we'll start talking carmelo and the nba aspects here on sportscast radio looking to get a head start on deer hunting season let fml solutions point you in the right direction Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. 
Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will identify you to the other caller. Record your name after the tone. Hey yo, it's Sportscast Radio. You need to record a new greeting and record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You're connected. Say hi. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host, Alex Mello, every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With a B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. All Hey, there we go. Hey, uh, hey, I, I, that's one of the best, one of the best hip hop albums ever. Heck yeah, it is, man. A little black star there, Tilip Kweli and Most Def. I knew you'd appreciate. Uh, I appreciate. Uh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, one of the best combinations in hip hop there. Uh, maybe now for one of the least uh, best combinations when it comes to coaching and player uh, combinations. Uh, with the uh, report, Carmelo Anthony has uh, verbally agreed to a deal with the Houston Rockets, reunites him with coach Mike D'Antoni, who uh, reportedly, uh, you know, resigned from the New York Knicks position uh, because of Carmelo Anthony. Uh, that alone would be a big red flag for, for me bringing a player in. Uh, what do you think uh, Houston's mindset or how, how they went about getting this going for this, uh, this process? What, what do you think they, they hope to accomplish? I I don't honestly I don't know I don't know it just it kind of boggles my mind because Melo is still kind of holding on to the like to the to his stance that I'm not coming off the bench I'm still good enough to start I'm still good enough to be a main piece and just it, it's just not true anymore um, I mean it's one of those things too where it's it's he's still getting by in his name. Carmelo Anthony, you know, maybe he just had an off year last year, 
you know, I th- I think a lot of it too is just they're they're hoping to get another superstar in there to kind of get them over the hump against Golden State, but Carmelo just I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. And they're getting them for pretty cheap too. So I mean, that's another thing that they're probably thinking about is that he's coming on the cheap. So I don't know, man. I think it's just Houston yeah, trying to get another big name. I, I but it agree with make the big sense name. To me. It doesn't make sense <laughs> with to the... me, though, because he doesn't fit D'Antoni's offense anyways either. You know, because – and it's just another guy that's going to need the ball to create things. And he doesn't play defense, which they really need. He's kind of selfish, and they already have James Harden on there. It's just – I don't know. I just don't see the fit, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, obviously getting him cheap, uh, Oklahoma City paying big money to buy him out. So uh, he's been yeah. paid from two teams this year. So definitely a shout-outs to shout outs to his agent as far as that deal goes. Um, you know, you mentioned obviously those numbers and how they've, uh, the, they've declined over the years. Uh, you know, he's still averaging about 74 or 75 games played a year. Not bad for somebody who's been in the league uh, dang near, what, 15 years here? Um, yeah. You know, so definitely putting in some some good minutes, 32 minutes a game, never averaged less than 30. Um, but uh, definitely that shooting percentage down, uh, you know, to a, a career low last season, uh, you know, 404 for the field goal percentage. Uh, do you think it's uh, out of out of bounds to get him up to that, uh, you know, that 44 percent range for for being the jump shooter that he is? Um, do, you, do you think he can contribute uh, enough? Uh, without the ball in his hand uh, off that D'Antoni offense? I mean, I I can't I can't say for sure no. There's a possibility that he can cuz I mean Chris Paul, you know, he'll get he'll get looks, open looks, you know, playing with Chris Paul. But it's just I don't know, man. Last year, I think I I read something saying that as like a NBA starter who played over 30 minutes, he was like one of the most like inefficient like offensive players in the league, you know, even though he was putting up like 16 or 17 points last year, his shooting percentage was really low and his per was pretty low. And I I just, I don't know, man. I think he would be more effective if he just accepted a bench role and he came off the bench to be that, that scorer off the bench and kind of be the, the best player to come off the bench because I just, with what they have and their starters, he just doesn't fit. I mean, I'm surprised that, you know, obviously Carmelo is a bigger name than Trevor Ariza, but Trevor Ariza is like a much better fit than Carmelo Anthony because like right now I still believe he's a better spot-up shooter and he's a much better defender and he doesn't need the oh, ball absolutely. in his hands to contribute. So I just, I don't, man, I don't know. I just, the move puzzles me. You know, I think that he'll get some open looks with Chris Paul, but he's going to have to, like, not be the ball-dominant guy that he that he's used to being, and he might have to come off the bench to be his most effective. Because if he still wants to play uh, the style that – if he still wants to play the style that he usually plays, he's probably not going to be playing that style with Harden, Chris Paul. Clint Capella is getting touches now. You know, it's just like uh, – and you still have Eric Gordon too. 
Yeah, so. no, they're, they're pretty solid, solidly deep team, uh, you know, and uh, it'd be interesting to see if they can spread that out. Um, interesting enough, all three players did play together on the, uh, as far as their big three goes, or what could be considered their big three now, did play together on the uh, 2012 Olympic team together, Carmela Anthony, James Harden, and Chris Paul. Um, uh, let's see, Anthony being, uh, you know, second, uh, I think second to none in that team as far as it goes, he, yeah, uh, behind Kevin Durant that year, if I remember right, uh, four-time Olympian, possibly maybe could sneak his way onto one more and just uh, be doing unprecedented five-time NBA Olympian, which would be uh, pretty impressive be just insane. in that aspect. I mean, it's his 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 stat line or his his career line for the Olympics is already pretty impressive: three gold medals, one bronze. And again, if he can sneak one more time on there, more power to him. I do think he's a talented player still. I just think he it's in a He's in a he's in a league that's passed um, him by in regards to players with overall talent, um, both uh, both physically and and I got to be honest mentally because you know he's not the leader that uh, that anyone anyone uh, he's not half the leader that anybody wanted him to be. I mean that's just the fact. Yeah, I just uh, think he needs to accept. A, I just think he needs to accept a, a different. I just think he needs to ex, accept the fact that. He's probably not a starter anymore. He's probably not as good as he used to be, and he needs to accept the bench role and be like a spark plug scorer off the bench. I think that's his best role, and until he accepts it, he's going to struggle or continue just to go way down in terms of his play. I agree. I mean, look what it's done for Iguodala in the uh, in Golden State. He embraced uh, – you know, granted, he could probably be a starter anywhere else in the league, to be honest – um, but, uh, well, not else, but many of the league, he would be a starter, but he's embraced yeah. that six man there. And, and he's contributed, um, both offensively and defensively as it goes. Not only is he, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's only averaging about six points a game, but you know what? He's getting damn near four rebounds and three assists. Um, that's, that's, that's big stellar numbers coming off the bench considering, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're that guy, you know? Yeah. And he's, He's more of a jack-of-all-trades type of player where Carmelo, like, you know, isn't really that type of player. And I just, I, I don't know. With a player like Carmelo, another thing, too, he doesn't, he's not aging well. You know what I mean? He's not. He's, he's just, so, well, people figured him out. He's so dependent on his offense, and he doesn't really have many other aspects of his game. And, you know, the older you get, you know you're not going to be the offensive juggernaut that you were early on your in, on your career. So you got to add like other facets to your game to kind of make yourself useful. And I just uh, I, I don't know, man. I just uh, I'm just I've never I'm not I've never been a fan like a huge fan of Carmelo's, and I'm I'm really starting to just kind of think he's done. Uh, since he is on the cheap, do you think he's expendable? Should it not work out with him and D'Antoni? Yeah, probably. Because what is what is he getting paid? Like two million from Houston's paying him two million or something. Uh, let me. I'm gonna pull that little contract up right now. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, let's see. Carmelo Houston contract. Um, yeah, if it's, I mean, if it's a two million dollar contract, again, he's still. Uh, He's still caking off the deal. That, oh yeah, two point four million. So yeah, if if obviously it doesn't work out, then it's going to be a huge um, 
uh, a, a huge boon to to just get rid of them. It's not gonna yeah. Uh, it's not gonna be any skin off the back. It's not gonna be changed. It's it's gonna be an experiment. Um, you know, do you think it's gonna come down to the players saying, "Hey, you got to respect coach," or do you think uh, do you think it's gonna be a situation where they're gonna they're gonna let him in and just kind of try and let the let the coach and him hash it out themselves? I think it's gonna be just more. They're gonna kind of keep it between the coach and. Carmelo, because I think Chris, I've always kind of felt that Chris Paul and Carmelo get along pretty well, and they have a lot of respect for each other. I don't know so much about Harden. I could see maybe maybe Harden being a little weird, because I feel like Harden's, uh, D'Antoni's, like, and Harden are, like, buddy-buddy, because, you know, James Harden's, like, the perfect player for D'Antoni's system, so... I feel like it's yeah. going to probably be a, a Carmelo, Mike D'Antoni thing, just because I don't. I think Chris Paul's not going to really get in the middle of it because I think he's kind of happy where he's at, and I don't really know what James Harden's feelings are about Carmelo. So, no, I like it. That's good. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be an interesting touch there as far as it goes. Um, uh, it'll be fun to watch that experiment. Uh, but, you know, as far as the early leak goes, uh, you know who will not be seeing on Christmas Day is uh, obviously uh, the, the loving family that is the Houston Rockets and D'Antoni and Mello. Um, reports came out on the, uh, the Christmas Day leaking here. You, uh, I, I know you know the, the, the final one, and we'll touch on that one last year, but have you heard about the other three matchups that have been confirmed thus far? Let me guess. The New York Knicks and the Indiana Pacers? Uh, you are close. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I tried to pick two you, terrible teams on purpose. It's funny you say that, but you are close. The Knicks are involved. But... The, you, you're going to see the unicorn against uh, the Greek freak. Uh, uh, the Knicks versus the Bucks on Christmas Day. What do you? What do you? What is? How does that excite you as far as a uh, East Coast matchup or Eastern Conference rather? It'll be nice to see because you know I don't I don't get to see. Uh, Porzingis play very much. Porzingis is a pretty fun player to watch, and it'll be a good matchup between him and the Greek freak because, you know, two two young, great players, highly thought-out players, you know, in the league. So it should be entertaining. I just – the Knicks team as a whole is just so garbage to me that I – it's hard to justify putting – I'm surprised that they're on. <laughs> Christmas Day. Come on, man. Besides, uh, Tim Hardaway besides Jr. Porzingis, needs love. <laughs> besides Porzingis, man, that that outfit is just dysfunctional and just bad. But I, I would like I would like to see Porzingis needs some national shine. So it'll be it'll be good to see him on national TV. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, like Greek freak. Play, just the Greek freak. Oh yeah, and the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks have obviously been a been a been a team on the rise. Um, you know, with Giannis uh, obviously at the helm, but I mean, you still got you know Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, you know, I think they didn't. They I picked up Brooke Lopez this year too. I mean, they're gonna yeah. be uh, they're gonna be interesting to watch to say the least. Um, I still I still scoff every time I see Matthew Delladonova's name um, with a nine million dollar salary next to it. It makes me nauseous. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> deli, deli, you jelly, a, you but, jelly uh, a deli. 
Yeah, I am definitely jelly at deli. Uh, <laughs> I, I got, I got five fouls to give coach, put me in, give me 4 million. All right. That's all you need to do. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, you, you know, they also got uh, Shabazz Muhammad on the, uh, on the docket there here, see what happens. Um, but uh, you know, some more just interesting guys, you know, Eric Bledsoe is on the team. Could be interesting. Uh, interesting team as far as it goes when it, making a big run to the East and definitely, I think, up and down roster overall strength. I think it does pair pretty well to the Knicks and could make for a fun, uh, good Christmas day, uh, Christmas day game. Um, probably, uh, let's see what else, uh, you know, switching to the West, uh, the Western conference here, uh, the Utah jazz playing the Portland trailblazers. Does that do anything for you? You know, that could be, that could be a, a, a good matchup. Obviously, Utah Jazz got Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and Ricky Rubio fitted nicely with that team and Joe Ingles. I, I don't, Joe Ingles didn't sign anywhere else, did he? I don't believe he did. But I mean, they, you know, Utah actually had turned out to have one of the more exciting teams to watch last year after after they got Rubio and stuff and. Um, Qatar. Who'd you say they were playing against? The Portland Trail. Oh, Portland. And I mean, you got CJ McCollum and Dame Dash that when they both get on fire, just <laughs> Dame, can Dame light Dash. it up. Oh, man. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, they still have uh, Juice of Nurkic as well. Um, yep. You know, so yeah, another good. I think it's a good matchup as far as, uh, as far as it goes. Um, definitely young teams that very well might be going through some changes over the next couple of years, depending on how some of these free agencies roll out. Um, yeah. You know, you also see some, uh, some, some young talent on, uh, on both sides of the court. Um, you got, uh, you know, Nick Stauskas uh, coming out of Michigan on, uh, let's see, on, on Portland. Uh, and, and, and we could see maybe some, some good, uh, some good Duke slapping the floor, tripping people, Grace and Allen going down on Christmas night, man. What's good, man. I was, I was, I, w- I was really hoping that the wolves drafted Grace and Allen. What? No, you weren't. I swear to God. <laughs> Ick. Oh no. Well, no, man, what, what would make you say that? Cause he, they, he's like a perfect fit for what they need. They need a shooter. They need a, an athlete. He tries on defense. Like he would be a good fit for the Wolves. But he gets blown just, by and he trips people. Man, I don't care. I, I was, I was <laughs> hoping that, I was hoping that they would take him. Oh man, that's all right. I, you know that that's uh, here's here's what I'll say. Uh, you know, I'm looking at his stats. You know, yeah, he's definitely a, a, an athlete. He can get, he puts up some shots, uh, hits them at a pretty recent rate too, a reasonable rate too. Um, but uh, man, for the uh, for the extra headache that he could be, you know, he's just not. He doesn't have the Christian Leitner college pedigree that makes me say, yeah, let's get him. And I don't think the Wolves want to do that. Do that number again, do they? I don't. I don't. I think that his. His issues in college would not be really issues in the NBA because you're not really worried about you. Well, you're not really you're not really worried about sportsmanship as much 
in the NBA, you know, that you are in college. NBA, it's more by any means necessary to win, obviously, because you have guys like Draymond Green in the league doing shit stuff. So, you know, I don't, I don't think his problems would, I don't think his problems would be as overblown in the NBA because he's not an off the court issue. He just, he kind of has a competitive fire that can get a little chippy at times, you know? So, yeah. I, I, I here's the thing is I do like that because again I like Draymond but I also like Draymond because he is so versatile on that court and until Grayson show me shows me that he can damn near get a triple double and be able to throw an elbow at somebody or, or maybe stick that leg out and kick him in the D um, I I need to see it I need to see it I need to see the numbers add up before I see the fouls add up I guess is my thing um, yeah and I, I'm I'm willing to give him the bet I'm willing to give him a chance so. I like it. I like it. Uh, the uh, third game of that uh, that quadruple header is uh, what's shown here uh, on the East Coast here. Probably could be a you know potential game of the year if it's going to be a classic. Uh, you got the Boston Celtics against the Philadelphia 76ers. Thoughts? That'll be a fun game. That'll probably be a big game in determining who's going to be who's ever, who everyone's favorite's going to be to be coming out of the east um next year to for the NBA finals. So that's definitely got some finals uh, finals implications and some playoff implications and it's a it'll be it'll be a big game and both teams will probably be super hyped up to play each other on national TV. So oh, yeah, yeah that'll I mean, probably that'll be a fun game. Just stacked lineups for days on both teams. Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irvin, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Aaron Baines, um, Marcus Smart. I mean, it, it kind of just keeps going and going. Jason Tatum, um, as far as the Boston Celtics roster goes, kind of scary what they're going, uh, they're going with there. And then, uh, what, the 76ers on the other side. I mean, not exactly a, uh, a, a run-em-over roster as far as uh, – uh, you know, you know what you would consider when before the process uh, started existing. I mean, obviously you got Joel Embiid, Markel Fultz, uh, T.J. McConnell. Uh, you know, J.J. Reddick spot up. You got Ben Simmons. I mean, uh, definitely just a team. I, I, Sorry, it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be an awesome game, and and I hope it. God, I hope it lives up to the hype, just because. Uh, again, it's it's what you want. I mean, even though again the West, by and large, by and large are the favorites to win the NBA championship. Uh, these two teams can give it a run, um, and and should give it a run because because of the years that have uh, now gone on. Uh, MB looks uh, obviously last year played extremely well, stayed healthy. Um, you know, showed what he's capable of. And right now I'm sure he's somewhere out in Philadelphia dunking on some schmo with cheesesteak juice still on his T-shirt. <laughs> did you see, though, uh, Philadelphia's uh, rookie broke broke his foot? I did not see Just, that, but it did. It's like the third player at- that they've had recently that's had foot problems. And then Markel Fultz was injured last year. Yeah. and. 
it works out well. It worked out well for Embiid, so we'll see how it goes for him with that. But yeah, I mean, just like you said, it's going to be something that's definitely going to have the, the implication of the East, uh, the Eastern Conference. Um, definitely potential uh, seating aspects to, to seeing where they're at. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a one and two situation. If it's not, I would be extremely surprised, barring any sort of injuries. Um, but uh, but yeah, do you see anybody else in the East making making a run or a play? Do the Bucks have a chance? You know, looking at it, um, what, what do you what do you feel? Just uh, early 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 talk. I don't, man. I don't. I don't think. I think it's. I think it's the Celtics and the Sixers and everybody else is just kind of on the outside looking in. Hmm. I mean, uh, Toronto, yeah. Toronto's lost to Rosen and the, I don't, I don't feel like they got a, like a great return for him. Yeah. So they're essentially Kyle Lowry, you know what I mean? And they Mike couldn't Lowry. get it done with those. They couldn't get it done with those. They couldn't get it done with those two, even though they were kind of always like that dark horse team. You know they're a good player down now, and the Bucks. I yeah. still, I still think the Bucks just don't have quite enough, and they're still just a little too young. You know, so they're kind of out the window. Indiana showed pretty well last year, but of course they ran into Cleveland right away. So, I mean, you got them too. They could possibly do something, but I doubt it. I just who the, the who Sixers and farther? the Celtics, man. They're just they're built so well right now. It's just I don't know. I don't even think if LeBron James is in Cleveland next year, I don't even know if he would get past the Sixers or the um, Celtics next year, depending on how like that roster for Cleveland would have shaped out if he still would have stayed there. Uh, you know, funny you say Le- funny you say LeBron. Obviously, I gave you three games so far, and we did not see LeBron James. Can you guess the uh, the final game, or do you, are you aware of the final game that uh, will be taking place, the late-night West Coaster? Um, let's see here. Sacramento Kings and the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's definitely obviously not the case. Uh, LeBron James, it wouldn't be Christmas without him. Uh, but uh, going up against the Golden State Warriors, uh, what, do you, what do you think? It's always good to see because usually the Christmas games between the between the Warriors and whoever LeBron's playing with are like a lot better than the finals most of the times. Those Christmas games are usually pretty competitive, and they usually come to, go down to the wire, and there's usually some drama involved. And it's it's cool, you know, to see that rivalry still going. You know, the LeBron versus Golden State, everyone on Golden State. Um, but now you're adding in the whole California, you know, LeBron's added, added to the California rivalry between the Lakers and Golden State, you know, the, I don't know where they're playing at, but the arena is going to be jam packed with Golden State fans and Laker fans. And I think we're going to see, you know, a new rivalry, really starting to form between the Lakers and the Golden State, which is good for the NBA. And I feel that it's just going to explode because of how passionate L.A. fans are. You know, California fans in general are about basketball. So 
I think I think oh, it's great. It's it's gonna be popping, and the poor Clippers, you know, they're gonna be the. <laughs> they're not gonna be quite quite as bad as Sacramento, but it's gonna be like they're gonna be. Everyone's gonna be talking about Golden State and L.A. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers, and everyone's gonna. It's the Clippers are gonna be the forgotten team again. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they have to exist to get forgotten. Uh, Ryan's not here, so I'm not going to big up the Clippers. Let's be let's let's be factually. They they they've yet to uh, they've yet to exist as far as uh, as far as it goes. Uh, probably since the Iceman uh, played. Um, yeah, you know well, a lot of you, lot how of, do you, I, as a Lakers fan as a Lakers fan how do you feel about about the whole Christmas Day thing and you know how do you feel about LeBron going to the Lakers and. I've never, I've never asked you about that. So you, you know, I, I it's funny because I, I told Ryan, I said, man, I, I can't. It's hard for me to root for LeBron because, again, like the whole existence or my distaste for him began when he did the first, uh, uh, the first, you know, uh, the decision, and and now it's hard for me to be like, yeah, we're gonna win the championship because we got LeBron. Like, I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be the guy that says we're gonna win because we got LeBron. I, I want to be the guy that's a, you you know if if Kobe comes back that's tight that that's what I'm gonna run with I'm cool with that um, but uh, yeah I, it, it's hard for me I, I find it very perplexing some of the extra pickups they made though I mean I'm looking at the roster with Rajon Rondo and Michael Beasley and I'll still never <laughs> forget the, never forget Lance the day Stevenson? that I met Michael Beasley yeah Lance, Lance Stevens, Stevens? like yeah it's just I saw a tweet on there where it's like, it's like, dang, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, after looking at the, the moves that Golden State made, and it's like, dang, the Lakers just started playing on uh, Hall of Fame mode when they picked up uh, Michael Beasley and, and uh, <laughs> Michael Beasley, Rajon Rondo, and Lance Stevenson. It's like, it's like uh, LeBron James was playing on Hall of Fame mode while Steph Curry's playing on rookie or something like that. It was something ridiculous. But that's. Uh, uh... That's your LeBron's team is like LeBron. The LA Lakers now are like you're my team when you finally get one really good player, and you have like the standard players that are like given <laughs> to you right away. <laughs> That's exactly it. But yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting. I I like I said I I want him to do well because I'm a fan, but I don't want to be the guy that says ah oh, we're gonna do it because we got LeBron. Like I'm not gonna be that. I can't be that guy. And here's the thing is I'm still going to say LeBron's the best player in the league right now. I'm still going to say it factually. He's the best athlete there is. Nobody has his frame, his athleticism, and his abilities uh, all in that one spot. You know, there's people that are long or different. Look at Durant. Um, you know, his, his is also special or different. I, I'll still remember uh, a conversation I had with a coworker at once. Like, oh, he'd be, he'd be an MVP if he would just lift some weights. And that, that dude probably hasn't seen a weight room since the, uh, since the combine. Um, but, but I mean, that doesn't change anything. You know, he's still the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It, it's going to be a great game. You're going to see all the stars on whatever stadium they're playing. Realistically, they should be playing in, 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 uh, you know, the, the, uh, where what the where do these USC play the the Rose, the Rose Bowl. Bowl? They should be playing in the they should be playing in the Rose Bowl for that game. Uh, Making a neutral I mean, site game that'd be cool. Make, yeah, that you know, uh, and, and 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 just imagine how many people would watch that game. I mean, 
That would be ridiculous. And granted, it's on Christmas, maybe not. But at the same time, you say you're going to have it in a, in a stadium that holds that many. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We got we got a caller on the line. Let's let's be sketchy and take them on. Uh, you know, I'm going to say Tob. So uh, so let's see what we got here. Tob, we're talking now. Talking Lakers and uh, Golden State. Who you got? What's going on there? Lakers, baby, this ain't no call. This is the host getting his invite in. Let's go. Ah, my goodness. We got, we got <laughs> Ryan joining us late tonight. Uh, my my we spidey talking... senses was tingling when you said Lakers. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I had to sneak a little bit in there just because I know if I didn't, uh, you might actually excommunicate me from the company. Um <laughs> But uh, you know, and and I even dogged the, I even dogged the Clippers. I don't know if you heard that. Let's go. But, uh, uh, I kind of I, I kind of def- led you to dog the Clippers though, because I kind of <laughs> I threw I was I was trying to lead you to like dogging the Clippers because I kind of threw them <laughs> in there. I, I I was I was hoping that you would pick up on that and dog them. Oh, yes, you you led this horse to water and he drank. All right, that's that's all I'm gonna say. Ryan, did, uh, obviously we were talking we were talking the Christmas Day games, and I don't know if you heard, but obviously we're gonna get Warriors uh, Lakers on Christmas Day. How do you feel? I'm excited. Obviously, they've been doing Lakers and Clippers lately. I think it's a pointless game now for the simple fact that, I mean, ain't no, you know, hey, ladies and gentlemen, Clipper alumni, Danny Manning, like no one gives a crap about that. It's all about <laughs> Lakers, Warriors, LeBron versus the Warriors. Let's do it. I mean, did, who, did they say who the home team is? Uh, you know, I, I, I believe I believe it's going to be the, I believe it's going to be the Lakers. But uh, I, I didn't actually see the, uh, the actual homes and aways yet. I just had the teams. I'm jacked. Dude. I'm jacked. And that's the let's, – I mean, let, let's be realistic here. That's what people want. People want to see LeBron play his, his sworn nemesis in Golden State, and that's what we're getting, and that's what we should yeah. get. And you're also – I don't know if you heard the other, the other ones. The other ones are kind of, uh, you know, new school possibles. Uh, you got the Knicks uh, against the Bucks. And you got Utah against the Trailblazers as far as the undercards for the, the for the heavyweights in these Eastern Conference. Uh, the other heavyweight matchup, Celtics, 76ers. Yep, and that was that was a given. I think that was the game you had to put on there. Um, are they only doing four then? They don't, they're not doing uh, a fifth? I believe there's going to be a fifth. They said that lineup still uh, still to be uh, fully confirmed or, or, or okay. come out. But, but uh, yeah, there's, I believe they're, they're going to sneak in one more. But that's what was there. Um you know that kind of kind of lined up our, our our NBA talk. Is there something you want to add in on any of those games before we go to our second break? No, man. I was just I was just checking in. I uh, just got off that Starcast conference call. Big things coming our way for Strong Style Media and uh, Wrestlecast, but but Strong Style most part. And I, I'm excited. I'm excited. So I was just checking in here and saying what's up. Let you guys do your thing. Thanks for giving me the week off. It's my first one in three years. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, you you know you you've earned it. Uh you've earned it uh so much. Uh I just uh I don't know how to repay you uh as far as that goes. It's okay. It's okay. It's all it's all Laker love if you're dogging the Clippers. You made my I, you know, day. I, I I did. I definitely I definitely gave it a uh I Shout definitely gave it a Shout out to Keon Dooling. Shout out to Eric Shout out to Jeff McGinnis. I was just gonna say I, I'm gonna roll out a, a team of Olden Polynes, Loy Vaught, Lamont Murray, uh, <laughs> Terry DeHair, and Charles Smith. 
Let's go. Dude, Roy Vaught's going to fall out. Hold on, wait, wait. What about Olden Polydies? I still think Olden Polydies is as a Sacramento king for some odd reason. That's very true. Well, that was a good one. Uh, well, I, th- I liked him. Didn't he play for the the Magic for a long time too, though? He was magic. Yeah, he was a Magic. Terry, Terry DeHair. Hair is a good one. Terry DeHair is a good one. I've always uh, don't forget about uh, Mr. Headband Darius Miles. Mm. Ron Harper used to ball for the Clippers, actually. <laughs> Ron Harper <laughs> balled, I think Ron Harper balled almost everywhere he went because I, I don't know why that is. Ron Harper. Before his knees went out, dude, that that dude put in some work. I, I'm gonna call him an oh unsung God. hero of the NBA. He got Joe Howard. Before his knees, man, he was like he was he was insane before his knee injuries, like super athletic. Uh, but we're we're gonna get ready to take this to the second the the second break, and I don't get to do this often. So before we do so, Ryan, why don't you really quick uh, plug what you got, and then uh, and then I'm gonna send you on your way. Go. Uh, obviously, Sportscast Radio on the Twitter gets you what you listen to now. Also, Standing Eight Count gets the tweets off of there. If you're looking for the wrestling fix at WrestleCast underscore SSM. This Saturday night, uh, I think 11 o'clock, we're going to be running a pre-show to the G1 Climax 28 Finals. Myself and Alex. Uh, big news coming next week as well uh, with StarCast that we will be at. And, uh, for all you people that listen to the uh, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, you might be hearing some WrestleCast chatter on there. Just saying. We're doing big things, baby. Wow. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I, I got him. I got him. Yes. Yes. I got him. Oh, man. Mark it on the calendar. August 7th, 2018. Ryan Cook. Bye, Felicia. Got hit the bye, Felicia. Got him. Oh, man, and that's going to take us to our second break. Uh, Jordan Jiskra, Elijah McNeil, that was Ryan Cook, but we've taken over like the N-W-O. Most people <laughs> would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, Baby, you get strong foul media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, and more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. 
alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams. We'll see who got beat down at the box office. Run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the Pop Culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or search strong style media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong style media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy Dub. One half of standing eight count radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look in the local Minneapolis, Minnesota boxing team? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the sweet science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's the standing eight count radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are Conglomerate. Radio Jordan Jiskro with Elijah McNeil. Uh, you heard Ryan at the end of the uh, the first hour there, um, and uh, chiming in with his Laker love. Obviously, a little Jedi mind tricks. What'd you think, Elijah McNeil? I was actually just listening to that CD a week ago, Violent by Design. It's probably one of my Dang. more favorite. It's probably one of my favorite CDs. So, again, good job. I knew. I knew. With me and you coming together, I had to, I had to uh, extend an olive branch of love and, and cohesion. And I had to build, the, uh, build the, the environment for us. I got candles lit, all right? We're, we're doing something special here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, if, you, if you listen to Standing Eight Count at all, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pumping out the, the, the old school hip-hop stuff, so... So yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I like it. I'm 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 excited. So uh, speaking of violence, I know you like that stuff too. I know you like that stuff too. So absolutely, I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, one of my cooler uh, cooler concerts uh, saw Vinnie Paz and Self titled um, uh, open for Mike Shinoda when he was doing the Fort Minor bit. That was a cool concert. Uh, it was at like uh, Station Four, so it's super small, super intimate, but it was just like yeah. bars. Um, also, uh, Vinny Paz he opened for like uh, it was like the Rock the Bells it was that Myth, and uh, <laughs> and before like Supernatural was hosting, and I was mm-hmm. like I, sh- I shouted out I love you Wyclef. And he looked dead at me like he want. He was like he was like this mother, fudge. <laughs> like he 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 want he wanted to just like shut the hell up. I know I, I know it. Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, mother efforts here, uh, Richie Incognito got a little mad at Coach Zim of the Vikings. I don't know if you heard of this or not. Um, you know, it looks like uh, he was on TMZ 
uh, you know, TMZ Sports talking, uh, talking some aspirations, and then suddenly said he's gotten calls from the Vikings and the uh, and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, to which later in a uh, press conference, uh, Coach Zim said uh, pretty much the statement's false, and he told him to it pretty much said tweet that, kind of dared it out there. Uh, Richie Incognito comes back and says uh, <laughs> the verbatim is, uh, you know. Coach Zimmer is a effing liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what uh, What do you think about Richie Incognito? Well, you know, first lashing out, but second, you know, the Vikings potentially even looking at him. Do you, do you think that being a potential issue? Man, it doesn't surprise me that Incognito lashed out because he's a he's an effing idiot, moron, hothead, meathead, dumbass. So he's got some he's got some mental issues. So it doesn't surprise me they lashed out. Um, I I wouldn't I would hope the Vikings wouldn't sign him, but they might have been desperately needed to sign him, just with how their offensive line is looking and the injuries they have like right now. Like Pat Elfline hasn't even practice at all yet. Mike Remmers isn't really practicing. Um, who they're, they're like practicing like second and third string guys right now, like on all over the offensive line. So oh, Nick Easton's another guy who's banged up. So, you know, the Vikings might like, might've been desperate and might've really needed to sign Richie incognito because he's still, he's still a decent player, but, I'm glad that they're they're not going that way, and I'm glad that uh, Zimmer kind of put the kibosh on that. But I just someone sent me someone sent me a picture on uh, Incognito's Twitter that just was a um, a tweet that said I would like to I would also like to apologize to Coach Mike Zimmer. My bad, dude. Tony was a father figure to me, still dealing with his loss. Cross like. Like the cross emoji. So, uh, incognito yeah, is know, so like bipolar and up and down, man. I don't know what what that dude's deal is. You know, obviously, uh, definitely had a lot of uh, a lot of issues as far as that goes. Um, obviously, yeah, he was you know played with or uh, played for rather uh, Coach Sperano, um, yep. You know, as a Miami Dolphin there, so obviously they had a relationship. Um, they showed he showed at some point some screenshots of some tweets um, or not tweets, but conversations that occurred. Nothing really in, inferred uh, interest rather than maybe just conversations. Um, Sperano maybe checking in with the player, um, you know, which probably needs it, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, as far as, you know, people with uh, uh, maybe some figure um you know, some, some figure aspects there, you know, to, uh, try and help a kid out. But, um, but yeah, I, I agree the, you know, a depleted offensive line, but it does not, uh, does not give a good, uh, a good, you know, message to go out and get the loose cannon to, to try and fix it either. So I'm kind of glad that, uh, the coach did definitely, uh, come out on that one. Um, and, uh, maybe kind of glad to see, kind of glad to see Rich, you know, take it back I admit probably part of it because hey there's no chance of getting signed with it out there he took his meds 
You probably didn't take your meds earlier in the day. Yeah, that's rough. Um, you know, speaking of uh, humans defecating on uh, other humans, um, big uh, big news in the uh, yeah maybe maybe wrong verbiage. Big news on the uh, obviously this week. Uh, you know, there's going to be another UFC uh, championship fight. Uh, you're going to have uh, Conor McGregor, you know, making his return uh, after the um, after the boxing match against uh, obviously the undefeated uh, the undefeated. I completely just drew Khabib. a blank, and it's yeah. Uh, but you're going to have uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. Most people don't even say his last name. He just goes. He just everyone just calls him Khabib because they don't even like yeah. really even say his last name. He just they just like Khabib, and everyone immediately knows who Khabib is. There you go. I, I like to give it a shot. All right, because because as a Laker, we had we had Tom we had Tom Janovich as a coach, but then we also had Rod Manovich as a player. All right, I and like, then you also had I got Slava Medvedenko. <laughs> yes. Um, Who was that uh, big African dude that you guys had, too, that kind of had a weird name that people kind of were hard to pronounce? David something? Oh, man. Or I can't. Uh, Oh, what was his name? He was like a post player, and he was like an African dude. It wasn't... wasn't, it wasn't Robert Sarek or whatever or whatever his name was, but well, it was a different. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't uh, DJ Mbenga, was it? Yeah, it was DJ Benga. Yeah, his, his actual name is like uh, Lunga Mbenga or something like that. It's, it's like <laughs> Didier Didier Lunga Mbenga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I know. It's, but uh, Khabib, uh, you know, fresh coming off the announcement that he's going to get in a, a giant payday fight against. Conor McGregor, which is going to be huge uh, for any uh, any UFC or a really combat sports fan out there, uh, de- decides to celebrate. Um, he goes out in the uh, middle of Oakland, and apparently, uh, you know, or I can't remember, Oakland or L.A., West Coast, uh, decides to mock some homeless folks, make them do some push-ups and throw money at them. Uh, it completely gave me a, a terrible, terrible distaste for somebody who should easily be going over on somebody uh, somebody like McGregor, who's already the cocky, the destructive, you know, the 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 out of bounds guy, without really without really breaking. I mean, granted the 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 window thing or the 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 quote unquote assault thing, without really breaking laws or being a complete pos, um, but he still gives you enough uh, enough swagger to hate him. But now somebody goes and does this, and I, and it just makes me mad that you're doing this to regular human beings. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Man, if that that I didn't see it, but that's that's awful, man. And yeah, there's video of it. I wasn't a big, I wasn't a big, super huge like Khabib fan. Anyways, to begin with, just because now he doesn't do that much for him. He's a really good fighter, and you know he has a crazy backstory. Like he wrestled bears and stuff when he was a kid and he's a he's a tough a tough dude but like I don't really I never really cared either way for him now but I just always thought he was kind of good fighter fun to watch but I never really cared for him either way but now I'm like dude's a piece of you know what he's doing stuff like that 
So, yeah, it's going to be a, ba- the, a battle of two villains, and honestly, I don't really care who wins. I just want to see a good fight. But personally, I could care less who wins between those two because they're both kind of junk people in my mind. But I don't. Connor's never gotten to that point where he's like abusing homeless people and stuff. So, yeah, I, I got I got no no love for that. That ah, it, it's it's inhumane. It's it's uh, you know it's just something you don't do. I mean, you know, help, help these people up. Don't 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 make them a pawn in your little game or or you know a party a sideshow to your story. That's that's just gross. It's what yeah, it, it's, it's terrible. Just gross. Um, you know, there, yeah, and, and like I, I, again, it's just, yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, again, making these people do push-ups and then throwing money at them, I just, I, I can't believe. I again, I can't believe it. Again, you know, McGregor is his his cockiness was enough to have me a distaste, but now it's just like, I, I'm kind of hoping he goes out and smokes him in a return and makes a triumphant return to UFC, um, just on the basis of that alone. Um, could make uh, could make some 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 interesting stories in that one too, especially if maybe he gets the ball rolling and starts talking about a potential another boxing match. Yeah, one well, Khabib is kind of a lot of people don't see uh, McGregor beating Khabib, so it could be it, like this coming out could be huge for for Conor's popularity, especially if he wins. Like he might not be looked at as the bad guy anymore so yeah you know it could be a, a face turn uh for the those wrestling fans that might be <laughs> might be listening right now uh yeah it could be could be kind of interesting to see if that happens um you know i i'm i'm curious to see what uh you maybe somebody like dana white would think of uh his uh his talent doing something like that um but at the same time dana white not exactly known for his uh his his uh humility when it comes to some of these issues as well. So uh, yeah. only things can be seen. Um, I'm curious to see, uh, has there been anything else with that card leaked out yet? I haven't seen anything. Uh, let's see here. Me and I'm trying Ryan, to find out some, some early me and Ryan kind of touched upon um, some UFC stuff, like a bi- big news, like Demetrius Johnson lost. Yeah, yeah, he was so humble in that loss too. Um, yeah, I, I was, uh, I was shocked, but at the same time, you know, it, like it was a good fight, and uh, yeah, it was, it was big. But yeah, I saw. I think there was, um, yeah, there was something. There was something about him after an interview too, and he was a. Uh, he was actually on crutches, uh, I believe. I saw after the fight when his family met him after the. Uh, he broke his after foot the... and tore his LCL in that fight. Ooh. I guess. That is nuts. So we will not be seeing Demetrius uh, for a while. Nope. Um, I got an article pulled up here. Uh, let's see here. Okay. I'm trying to find it, but. Okay, let's see here. UFC 229. I don't know how much information. Okay, it says Conor McGregor Khabib set for on UFC set for uh, UFC 229 in Las Vegas. Um, let's see what they say about the other fights. But 
not really seeing anything yet. I uh, I found one at MMA MMA Mania dot com. Okay, uh, I found. I think he's uh, maybe. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, I got uh, two one twenty five. Uh, let's see uh, fights. Yusair uh, Formiga against Sergio Pettis. Uh, Joseph Benavidez against Ray Borg. Then you got a 135 fight for Yana Kunitskaya against Lena Landsberg. Sounds like uh, some ladies' names. Ladies. Um, I'm not seeing much in this article. They they mentioned something about Diaz maybe fighting Dustin Poirier on that card, but I didn't really. The article really didn't say too much after that. So, so I think they're probably still trying to figure out some some stuff for that for that card but just Connor and Khabib alone is going to be huge because that's a fight everyone's been wanting to see for ever uh, apparently uh, GSP chimed in and said he would like to face the winner of uh, that matchup ooh lord have mercy that would be, <laughs> that would be tough oh man um, I think GSP GSP McGregor would be one of the the highest selling UFC fights of all time. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. GSP would smoke McGregor though. GSP that'd probably be the that too big, and like, too good of a wrestler. The last time the last time I I purchased a UFC card was GSP Shields. Wow. Well, GSP so, just like, fought a. He just came back off a huge layoff for a title fight against Michael Bisbing. And he beat Michael Bisbing's, you know what? Yeah, yeah, and I did. A see lot that. of people, but... a lot of people didn't think he was gonna. They thought Bisbing was gonna be too big for him, but he out wrestled him and out out strike struck him and ended up knocking him out. So yeah, I. I uh yeah, I'd be interested to see it though. I would I would totally be totally would be stoked to uh to to watch that one. Yeah, me too. Uh yeah, and then and then you have your true uh your true <laughs> true good guy against true bad guy right there. I mean, that's that's about the epitome of what you want. Uh, and yeah. again, then you have you have the the old school new school. You got so many angles you could take with that fight. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, at this point, I'm cheer. I am going to cheer for McGregor just based on the video alone. It's it's kind of ridiculous, um, and, uh, and and yeah, I just yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm good. That's terrible, man. I, I that's that's just that's awful. Um, you know, I don't have anything else to add in that spite uh, spite bit there, but I do got a, a couple. You familiar with our spit takes that Ryan and I do, don't you? Sort of. Uh, so it's kind of like uh, the comedic moments in sports, uh, as as far as things go. So I'm gonna play the little opener here. Let's, I think it's something about a tuba. I was wondering where they're gonna get another tuba player for the band. Uh, you know, <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, maybe some blowups uh, in Major League Baseball. Um, and definitely there was one that occurred uh, just last night, if I recall. And it was uh, in a nice minor league, um, a nice minor league bit 
essentially uh guy argues call he gets ejected and he goes all the way to the dugout picks up a trash can walks all the way back to the uh <laughs> to the uh to the home plate and sticks it right behind the home plate walks past the umpire and says there it's your uh, you know like kind of like you know it's just as good as you are kind of thing you know what i mean like call mm-hmm. the dude trash straight up I mean, it was one of the most demonstrative things I've seen in forever. Uh, last time I seen a blow up like that, it was, uh, you know, it was when the guy did like the hand grenade resin bag toss. You remember that? Yep. Yeah. This, so, yeah, this good. happened with the, uh, <laughs> yeah, this was apparently Brennan Metzger of, um, God, the Red Hawks. They're, uh, what is that? Uh, Fargo Moorhead. Um, so they're in the same, they're in the same league as the, uh, the, the, the Saints. So, uh, and actually I got a coworker whose brother plays for the, uh, the Red Hawks. So I might try okay. and swing some, uh, <laughs> swing some pull and see if I can try and get this guy, uh, maybe try and get him on Sportscast to talk about this bit. Um, because that again, would be hilarious. Seventh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to see what we can get going on here, but yeah, he literally just a big red trash can sitting behind home plate while the, uh, while the coach is talking to the ump after the throw out. It's ridiculous. Game's tied three to three with one out and a runner on third. I don't know what's going on. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, second spit take is still uh, well, There we go. Uh, still on the diamond here. Uh, you know, uh, well, we're going to call this the lighthearted uh, controversy when it comes to the uh, to the national anthem. Um, Washington Nationals getting ready and uh you know for a game and and what do you know there's uh you know during the national anthem uh one of the players has a praying mantis literally crawling on him while it's going on and you can see like the video of it online at uh at Deadspin and uh and he's uh trying to keep it cool while this bug uh it's kind of creepy uh just kind of goes up his jersey sleeve oh wow yeah, it's uh, I I gotta be honest. Like I'm not I'm not the biggest scared of insects kind of guy, but uh, you know if um, if I uh, if I have a giant, I mean the, the thing you know bigger than maybe my middle finger to to you know, I think I'm I'm gonna freak out a little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah. the uh, Nash, the Nationals pitcher uh, Eric uh, Eric Fetty did not do anything as uh, he stayed stayed still while this thing crawled literally up his arm and to his neck. Kudos to him. Can we go back to the first spit take? Like I wanted to ask you and I'll kind of give you my opinion. What, what do you think is like the funniest, like freak out you've ever seen a manager do? I have, I have mine. I just wanted to know yours. Oh, no, I like I I still think the best of the best of the best is when the dude did the army crawl from the like the like kind of midway to to the mound and then he picked up the resin bag and threw it like a grenade at the uh at the umpire. That dude went ham. I, I like that was ridiculous. Mine mine is it's not necessarily during the game. It's in a lot it's like post game like in the facility. But do you remember? Do you remember Hal McRae when he flipped uh, out? Yeah, yeah. This the audio on this is hilarious. Like this is like one of the best ones ever, in my opinion. 
situation where uh, all I had to go after him was all right, and I left so we're swinging the bat, whoops, bat swell, so I wanted my left hand to hit us to hit. Did you consider uh, Brett for Miller with the bases loaded in the seventh? No, no, don't ask me all these stupid-ass questions. <laughs> and, and, and the...
you know, we will be back with Ryan next weekend here, and uh, we'll be, uh, I'm sure, talking some more NFL previews. Uh, college football only, what, three weeks away? Not even? Two and some change? Uh, maybe we'll do a little Big Ten preview or maybe uh, my touch on the, the top 25. Hey, Gopher is going to be scary strong just because the schedule that they have and Ohio State may or may not be in shambles. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I'll touch on that right now, actually, while, while, we, while you brought it up, man. Are you, are you avidly going to be cheering for the Gophers this year? I always cheer for the Gophers. Always. Gophers are my team. Even when Brian Cupido was the quarterback? Oh, man, Brian Cupido has, like, been, like, he was, like, one of the better quarterbacks they've had in a long, like, in a long time besides, like, Adam Weber. I, I always got sad. Uh, Brian, Brian Cupido I, was, I, like, 20 times better than Mitch Leidner, dude. Yes. Yes, he was, but. Brian Cupido but, was better than Asad, Asad, Kad, Asad Abdul Khalik. He was better than him. I think he's a pretty under, uh, underrated quarterback in like the annuals of Gophers quarterbacks honestly I I would agree overall but I'll still say that dude shorted so many passes I, I I've never like the, I, I always said I the last time I saw so many bounce passes in a game uh Steve Nash was running the point um but uh you know but Again, and also when he came into my store one time, I remember he was listed as six three. That dude was six foot at most. He might have been six yeah. three and a high heeled cleats. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, you know with the Ohio State business, they you know the only tough games on the schedule are going to be Ohio State and Wisconsin. Uh, everything else is winnable. You got New Mexico State game one, Fresno State game two, Miami Ohio game three. Then the Big Ten Conference starts up with Maryland, Iowa, and Ohio State. Again, that's the tough one. Nebraska on the downy there uh, in the middle of October. You got Indiana, Illinois, Purdue, Northwestern, and then obviously closing out with Wisconsin. This could potentially be a 10-win team. Um, you know, if, if they play up to the, some of the big recruits that they got transferred from some of these SEC schools, this could be huge mm-hmm. for Minnesota this year. And, uh, and and if they don't, if they do not capitalize on on this soft schedule, and, and he, you've got to play the opponents you you play, but they make the schedule, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if they do not capitalize on it, and and truly improve on last year's numbers, and and come away very strong in the Big Ten standings. I will be disappointed. I will be disappointed in PJ Flack. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm with you on that. But I last year was last year was rough because most of their offense line was out with injuries. Uh, quarterback play, they were not getting any any quarterback play. Like it was their quarterback play was in shambles. All they could really do was run the ball last year. And they had some some major it, injuries on the defensive end. So I mean. Last year was kind of a disappointment, but I could see why it was a disappointment. But hopefully, you know, with the with the better with the easier schedule this year and more PJ guys coming in, you know, hopefully they can they can turn it around and they can at least get, you know, to a bowl game this year. So, well, you know, the the disappointment was was kind of weird too because they were in winnable games against big teams or are on the road. Um, 
obviously they, they beat the crap out of Oregon State, which was huge just to start the season. You know, they struggled yeah. against Buffalo as well. Um, you know, only winning by uh, 10 points. They throttled Middle Tennessee, I think previously beat us. Um, they took the loss to Maryland. That was a big one. Single score game. Oh, man. You can't, you oh, can't take that, that loss. Terrible. That was so bad. I remember watching that. Uh, they took. They got drummed by Purdue by 14, two scores there. They lose, a, a, again, a winnable game against Michigan State at home. They won mm-hmm. four game, you know, and they were number 15 at the time. That would have been huge. They would only had one, yeah. uh, you know, or, or two losses there, but they would have came back with a big win over Michigan State. That would have been huge. They only beat mm-hmm. uh, Illinois by seven, single score game. They only beat. Uh, they lost to Iowa, single score game. They did get drummed yeah. by Michigan, and they beat the crap out of Nebraska, which was always awesome to see. But then they got shut out by Northwestern, and they got mm-hmm. shut out by Wisconsin. The last two games, they were outscored 70 to nothing. No offense, man. They couldn't, they couldn't block, and they couldn't pass. I mean, there was, yeah, I mean, there was nothing, absolutely nothing. I, I just, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't watch those games after I, I, you know, after they were down three scores. It was ridiculous. I remember shutting them off. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this year the schedule, the talent, um, things seem to be very favorable. I expect it. I expect them to come up big. But uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we'll maybe we'll do a little NCAA talk next week with some football, even though we just kind of scratched the Minnesota schedule uh, on the surface there. Uh, maybe we can get you, me, and Ryan all maybe do a college football super special, break down the top 25 in the Big Ten. What do you think? That would be fun, maybe. Depends. Yeah. Though, I'm, working, I'm, working early, I'm working early that week, so I might be in bed by, by 10 o'clock. Oh, man, good, old, good old Grandpa Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> Same old G. Uh, no doubt. Elijah, thank you for uh, being my co-host tonight as we uh, we took on the tall order of uh, trying to get uh, this show in order for Ryan. Um, you got anything special to plug? I know we got a big event coming up with uh, with Standing 8 Count. Uh, why don't you do a quick little plug of that in the show here? We'll talk about that. Yeah, um, we'll just – we're going to be at the at the Armory for the big boxing event in Minnesota on the 24th. So we're working on getting some of the fighters that will be, um, you know, on the card there or on the card there. And some guys who have local ties that aren't necessarily going to be in the card. I probably have a couple guests lined up for next week. I'm just not quite sure yet. So we're, uh, we're working on that and, you know, we're going to be as always, you know, talking boxing, whether it be local or national, so check us out on Sunday nights, usually anywhere between 8 or 10 p.m. So That's good stuff. Also available on our iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, pretty much everything else, iHeartMedia, uh, obviously blogtalkradio.com. Um, let's see, uh, that, that card that you're alluding to, uh, Caleb Truax and uh, Jamal James are going to be headlining or co-headlining that event, if I recall. Um, yep. That's going to be available on Fox Sports 1. Is that right? National televised again at the Armory? Yep. That's going to be epic. First one was awesome, so I'm hoping uh, this continues. Uh, again, you know, thank you for listening. This is Sportscast Radio. Uh, you know, again, Ryan Cook out, but we'll be returning. Remember to listen to those uh, WrestleCast radios for all that wrestling news. Uh, my friend, uh, for my friend uh, Ryan, who called in, obviously Elijah McNeil, 
and uh, pretty much everybody in the strong style empire. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, make sure you uh, follow us on those Twitters, uh, Facebooks, and, uh, and listen to our shows on those iTunes, Stitchers, and, 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 and other platforms that you can listen to your media to. Thank you, everybody, and have yourselves a good night.